Welcome aboard. This is the Wealthy Sports Lounge. I am joined by Tyler Heiser on a beautiful Thursday night. How are you doing, man? Uh, well, now that we're through all the technical difficulties on show two, so what happens when we let producer Joe uh, sit it out and think we're we're big boys? Oh my God! It's stupid. Like it took us <laughs> like forty five minutes to figure out that I had a input go bad on my interface, and we uh, kind of like a monkey trying to hump a coconut for the last forty five. Basically, minutes. what it was. Basically, what it was. For those of so. the, uh, those of you that don't know, I. I have taken it very easy for these first two years and haven't been part of any of the editing. So I didn't touch a damn thing to make sure I didn't screw it up. And <laughs> it was my fortunately fault. wasn't on my end. So it was my fault all the way. <laughs> so get into it right now. So we, so one of the things that we discussed in the off season, tons of movement at the quarterback position. So, um, it, and you were talking a lot about, um, there's been more movement quarterback wise this off season than there has been in a long time. What do you, what do you attribute that to? Well, I think, I, I think a lot of it has to do um, in particular with just, just colleges in general, running a lot more pro style offenses. Um, you know, you get six, seven years into development of a quarterback and you know what you have. So it, it's, I don't think it's quite as risky. I mean, obviously, you're going to have your bus um, quite frequently. I mean, it does happen. But there's a lot more on tape that says, hey, we think we can go out and win with this guy. Um, I think the other thing that's contributing to that is just the explosion of contract uh, dollars for quarterbacks. I mean, it's just absolutely exploded. And when you have your top player, uh, most of your money going to your quarterback, you just run out of room to, to sign these other players. So the value for quarterbacks, for pass rushers, uh, for, for elite tackles, it, it, the market's just exploded. And then, then we talk receivers. I mean, Christian Kirk, for God's sake, who doesn't have a thousand yard to his name, made 20 million a year this year. So it's just, it's becoming impossible to build a strong top to bottom roster with when you're paying your quarterback $50 million a year. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that I noticed is, and one of the things that I think I can we can attribute to it is the the lackluster quarterback draft that took place this year. Yeah. So teams that had solid rosters that were felt like they were kind of on the verge of being good, um, they they were took a look at the guys going in the first round. And it's like, eh, this ain't it. We're yeah. gonna have to go and hit the open market and see what we can get. And we saw a lot of big moves um that played out but before we get into those moves we're going to talk about a move that hasn't been made yet and that's jimmy g out Woo! on the west coast in san francisco uh recently notified by the staff that he is free to seek a trade and they will be moving forward with trey lance this year mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on that hey i respect the hell out of uh shanahan for sticking to the script this is what they said last year was going to be the plan Jimmy G took him within one game of the Super Bowl. So, you know, I, I kind of thought that might buy him some good faith and, and maybe get him another year, especially with some of the reports that are coming out that Trey Lance isn't faring very well in the uh, first couple offseason practices here. But um, I guess respect to, to the organization for allowing him to find a suitable team. Uh, unfortunately, Jimmy G was hurt, so uh, he had to get offseason surgery and, and get healthy. So a lot of these uh holes that were out there have kind of filled, but uh, I think there's still a few teams in particular. Uh, you look at Seattle, who breaking news just signed um, 
who is that guy? Who's who's DK Metcalf? <laughs> oh yeah, uh, to a huge extension, three years, seventy-two million dollars, and the largest signing bonus in NFL history for a wide receiver. Um, Seattle could be a team that did not uh, fill that quarterback need. They got Drew Locke in the Russell Wilson trade and had been linked to to Baker Mayfield. But look, Jimmy G's a, a hell of an upgrade over over Drew Locke. Um, so I think that would probably be the most likely scenario, but who knows, you know, maybe you look at the giants. Do you think that before we get to the giants, cause yeah. they, I think that's a very valid thing to think, uh, team to think about. But, um, do you think that the 49ers would do business in division, especially with a guy that just almost took him to the super bowl? Look, uh, Seattle is, is in a, <laughs> they're, they're in a weird situation right now. And I think if you can, uh, take them to the, to the shed and, uh, you know, get a, get a few good draft picks. Maybe uh, maybe you go out and say, hey, you know, Tyler Lockett's an, an attractive piece. Maybe get, get him back. Why not? Um, you know, history says no. But uh, th- there aren't a whole lot of teams that are going to be giving up very much for Jimmy G because they filled, filled their holes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you know... Um, It'd be it'd be I would say the most desperate situation, but certainly, like we just just mentioned, you got a guy a, a team like the New York Giants that have a lot of question marks and likely don't have the quarterback of the future on the roster. So you bring mm-hmm. in a vet like uh, Jimmy G to hopefully do something with some of the talent and all this money that they spent over the last couple off seasons to try to put a, a competent team there. And I, I would argue that the Giants are going to be a much better football team. I agree 100%. I just, it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to wrap my head around the Giants doing something good for their football team. Um, they <laughs> just out of to, principle being a New yeah, York football team. Yeah, they've, they've just been hot garbage for the last, um, well, ever since they went to the Super Bowl the last time, they've just been pretty irrelevant and I enjoy it. So mm-hmm. um, I think that they should not uh, bring on Jimmy G. And uh, I think they should sign, even though they declined his, uh, um, they declined his fifth year option. So he's so he'll be a free agent after after this year. Daniel Jones, mm-hmm. I think they should sign him to a big extension. I hope that he's like slightly above, yeah, slightly above <laughs> mediocre enough to where they he talks him into signing him for another five years. So they just suck the rest of the. You heard it here first, Daniel Jones for MVP this year. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what the odds are on that. Oh man, I, I'd put five bucks on it. <laughs> Plus twenty five thousand. Um, it's got to no, be excellent. It's it's got to be huge. But yeah, that's you know, hey, uh, every every team uh, gets lucky every once in a while. You think about that guy that uh, put the money on the Bengals last year to make the Super Bowl. He made out pretty well. So you know, yes, who knows? Did. Maybe everything falls in the line, and maybe every other team dies in a fiery uh, plane crash, and you know, the Giants are the only team left in the NFL. Hey, well, then uh, then they can join the XFL where they will <laughs> where they would still be a opponents. mediocre team. <laughs> they, they okay, the Giants in the XFL would win six hundred and forty nine to nothing pretty regularly. I will say I will say that even the even the Jets would put up put up oh, a solid two two hundred points on any XFL expansion league team. Um, 
you know how we had you know we had a big off season at the wealthy sports lounge kind of chose to kick back and not do much other than kind of think about what we're gonna the direction that we're gonna take the show yeah, yeah. and uh you didn't hear either one of us um post a damn thing on social media or talk about anything related to any sort of expansion football leaks so no they have uh they have been few or, or there have been a few of them but none of them have been really worth watching no no uh they, they just you know need to invest a whole bunch of money back into the arena football league i want that to be big again yes bring the bring Absolutely. the grand rapids rampage back and uh you know i i could get down on some uh arena football yeah, it's a different sport. So, yeah. like when when you're looking at the um, when you're looking at the, these exhibition leagues, mm-hmm. you have something to compare to. But have you ever watched a high school eight man football game? Yeah, yeah. It's a different sport mm-hmm. um, with similar rules, um, and it's so there's it's hard to compare and contrast. So, arena football is the same way. Like mm-hmm. I I love. Like if you go watch and go watch go on YouTube and watch some of Kurt Warner's highlights yeah. in the AFL, uh, playing for a team in Iowa, I want to say Idaho, something like that. Yeah, who was somewhere? It? It's like the Rough Rider. No, that's that's Canada, isn't it? Uh, see, yeah, now you Roughnecks keep... is Canada, Roughnecks. Yeah, that's what it is. Now, now we got to look it up for the show, for the good of the show. Warner Arena Football. All right, hold, please. Doo, 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 doo. The Iowa Barnstormers. There you go. Yeah. The, 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 it was something weird in the Cowboys. Household, the household name, Iowa Barnstormers. <laughs> Did you, uh, by the way, I, I haven't seen it yet. Did you get a chance to catch that Kurt Warner uh, documentary? I have not, and it bums me out. I know because... we were hyped up on it, and we have uh, neglected it. So failure to the show here. Yeah, yeah, that's on me. We'll have to do it. We'll have to do a movie review of it. But um, so I, I and it and it and it makes me sad too because I, growing up as a huge NFL fan, I owned two NFL jerseys. One was a Steve McNair jersey because I like the Titans, mm-hmm. and and the other was Kurt Warner fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and and. Ironically, I still have both of those jerseys, and now my seven-year-old uses those as PJ shirts. So. That's awesome. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, so anyway, we've pontificated on that enough. So moving along, um, we talked a little bit about this last week, so I won't beat a dead horse. But um, And I think you and I have differing opinions on this, but do you think that Matt Ryan adds anything to the Indianapolis Colts? Ads no. Uh, well, okay. Let me let me take a step back here. Or is it um, addition by subtraction? <laughs> yeah, getting getting <laughs> rid of Carson Wentz. Uh, you can only go up from there. So I, I think the biggest thing that he adds is consistency. Um, I think especially at this stage in his career, um, it, he's not going to be MVP again by any stretch of the imagination. But I think the things that you can look at with this team. This is certainly uh, a much better defense than he had in Atlanta. This is definitely a much better offensive line than he had in Atlanta. And you got Jonathan Taylor there, the Offensive Player of the Year. No, I'm sorry, he didn't get that, but was runner-up. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, at the end of the day, all you need is a guy that can go out there, make smart decisions, not turn the ball over, and put the game in jeopardy. The, the rest of the team is talented enough, and I know I griped about this last week. Um, they had all that cap space. Could have brought in a lot more. They didn't. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they, they've got a lot of talent on the team on both sides of the ball. And in a weak division, 
all they need is is a guy that's not going to turn over the ball and a guy that can go kick Jacksonville's ass. <laughs> and they had neither uh, last year in Carson Wentz. Yeah, absolutely. I personally think that you're going to you're going to get a better football team with Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. I think that he's he's a better leader than Carson Wentz. He he's going to walk into that locker room and com- commend the respect of the OGs in that locker room. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to take the rookies under his wing. Um, he just he just strikes me as such a level-headed guy. Yeah. Um, because and and here's how I judge this because anytime there's a new uh, quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts, the first thing he has to do is go on McAfee. So I listened to that whole interview with both Carson Wentz and with Matt Ryan. And Matt Ryan just is such a level-headed dude. I think that that's exactly what that franchise needs coming off of the Carson Wentz roller coaster that they were on last year. I think the Titans... um, are not going to be nearly as strong this year. And the Jags and the Texans are absolute uh, dog wash, Mm -hmm. hogwash. They suck. So um, now bringing up the Texans, though, I think I we didn't talk about this earlier, but I think the Texans could be an interesting landing spot for Jimmy G. But I think they like what they saw last year, and I think they need to have another year to find out what they actually have. Uh, Davis Mills? Davis Mills was the best rookie quarterback that played last year, man. On a team that lacked any serious firepower anywhere uh, and and also did not have a very good offensive line. I mean, you got Brandon Cooks down there who got a well-deserved contract extension, but outside mm-hmm. of that, I mean, he's he is a certainly a tier below what DeAndre Hopkins was, and mm-hmm. uh, Davis Mills played his ass off last year. Uh, mm-hmm. Under the circumstances, a, a guy that got drafted later in the draft and nobody had any serious expectations for and having to deal with that cloud over their head into Deshaun Watson, um, I would say he exceeded expectations, and obviously he's on the hook for very little money for the next couple of years. Do you waste valuable draft capital? Uh, to go out and get a Jimmy G for a team that's not going to compete just to maybe be a mentor for Davis Mills? Is that kind of what you're thinking? Or do they go all in and say, hey, you know, come win us some games and try to compete for a division? Yeah, I think that division is a lot more wide open than people think. Mm-hmm. And I think any one of the teams could make a move or two and be in. I, I'll say this it's very possible that all four of those teams are sub 500 mm-hmm. and playing meaningful games in December. Like, I could see that being the case. So, man, that's a stretch. It's going to be tough. But hey, you kicked my ass last year in the. Uh, is there a, we- is there a weaker division in the AFC? In the AFC, uh, man, I mean, no, top to bottom, no. No. So I think that it's, I would pick the Colts today, but I think it's up for grabs. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I guess. Yeah, they could, they could be the NFC East uh, uh, that's a couple years that's, ago. Yeah, that's what I, I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's yeah. possible. It's yeah. possible if, if, if Mills takes another step and Cook stays healthy. They drafted fairly well this year. Yeah, they um, had a lot of picks. You never know. You know, dumber, weirder things have happened. <laughs> plus, yeah, plus they, and 
in the future, the Texans will be getting a lot better because of all the picks they got from the Browns that are going to be very high draft picks because the Browns <laughs> are going to stink for the next five years. So, moving on um, to the Browns, let's let's talk some Deshaun Watson. Let's do it. What do you what do you think? How many games does he get realistically? Um, I think a minimum of eight. Um, minimum of eight. How many do you think he should get? Well, so this is an interesting thing, though, mm-hmm. because do you consider last year time served? He was he my was personal out all... opinion would be yes. I you know I think he's a fucking dirtbag, but <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but okay, you know it's, it's an entire sus- year. Sp- suspend him for eight games without pay this year, and fine him what he made last year. Cumulatively, that would be a. 24 game 25 game suspension which is unprecedented um and then you move on i think i think that is completely i mean fair i don't think is the right word but at the same time it's hard for me to the the one thing i don't like about these sports leagues is when they try to have a justice system of their own yeah and if he can't be tried in, a, in like in a criminal court of law and found guilty for anything, it's hard for me to like they can't slap a penalty other th- for anything other than conduct detrimental to the league. They can't and though. Can- the guy settled everything. He paid gobs of money to these people to shut the hell up. <laughs> I for sure. And here's the thing: like, don't get me wrong. I yeah. Is he is he a dirtbag? Did he make some really poor decisions? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but again, like with, I I just don't think the NFL is good at being judge, jury and executioner, especially in these situations. And this was a weird one. Um, it really was. Yeah. I think the, the, the tough thing with that. And I, and I think the part that frustrates me the most, um, I think we can all agree this is much worse than, uh, gambling on some games and Calvin Ridley got an obscene, penalty for 1500 bucks on a, on a game he wasn't even playing in uh you know mm-hmm. gambling is now legal in the nfl and yeah <laughs> you know everybody can enjoy it except for a guy that's not even playing or involved in the game so mm-hmm. you know I, I i get the situation on that but you know the amount of games that he got watson should at least get get more than that but i don't i don't know that that's going to be the case especially for accounting time served but it's a very browns thing to do uh give up all that draft capital. And 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 I would ask you, so let, let's say it's time served, let's say maybe he gets 8 games uh, additional this year. Uh, how good it, how quickly is Deshaun Watson going to get back to form and and be a, a any semblance of of what he used to be? Do you think he gets back to that that level? It's a long time pe- to be out. I think people are going to be very surprised with the product that they see mm-hmm. er, early on, and I don't think it's going to be good. No. Um, I let's not forget what was their record the last year that he played a full season with them. They won four games. They won four games mm-hmm. with DeAndre Hopkins for no, he most did of the pass season. Pass for five thousand yards. He was the league leader in uh in passing mm-hmm. yards, but okay. <laughs> and J- and JJ Watt, yeah, played most of that season. Correct. Uh, didn't he tear his pec early in the season? He may have. Um, Either way, he hasn't been J.J. Watt in five, six years. So, yeah, no, that's that's very valid. Um, I don't, I don't really. He, he definitely not at the top of his game. But like, yeah. let's in the Browns roster, albeit better than the Texans roster that year. 
but I just don't understand the. I think that people are, need to really dial back their expectations, um, because I don't think that the 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 Browns are going to be nearly as good as people think they are. Yeah, maybe uh, next year, possibly. Yeah, but I think it, the Browns Browns realistically need to chalk chalk the season up as a loss and and move on yeah. and maybe maybe trade away some guys on expiring contracts and rebuild that draft capital i think we're gonna see the browns potentially tank this year especially if uh he gets more than eight games yeah so i agree and J- old jacoby Brissett, ah good plug and play guy but it's not gonna win you any uh any division titles especially in that division definitely not uh, moving on to uh, the other quarterback that changed hands over the offseason, uh, Russell Wilson. What do you, do you think that uh, – what are your thoughts on him going to Denver? Uh, look, I, I, I'm firmly in the camp that Russell Wilson is arguably one of the most overrated quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, Thank you. <laughs> however, you know, I, I, I am not unrealistic. I you look at what Denver's had since Peyton Manning left, obviously he's a huge upgrade there. And I think for a roster that is built the way that Denver is, it's a phenomenal move on Denver's part. All they needed was better and more consistent play. And obviously Dent, uh, Russell's going to extend a lot of plays. He's going to make a lot of big plays. And, and this is the best O-line he's probably played behind. It's the best defense he's had since the Legion of Boom. Um, and then you look at some of the other weapons that they have. You look, Javante Williams is an absolute tank playing out of the backfield. You got Melvin Gordon still back there. You got Cortland Sutton, uh, Jerry mm-hmm. Judy. I mean, this is going to be an explosive, explosive offense. Um, you know, I, I would argue that Seattle's probably got the better one to at receiver. But when you look at the other pieces, the O line, the protection he's going to have, and the running backs, um, they're going to be really dangerous. And they've got a not great, but a very good defense. Their secondary looks really good. They got arguably the best safety tandem in the NFL, but besides maybe the Bills. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, there's a lot to like in Denver and a lot to be excited. I get why, um, you know, I, I would say they need to have Super Bowl aspirations this year because they're, they're primed to win now. There's no question about it. What do you think? I think they're going to finish last in the division. That bad, huh? Yeah. Is it going to ha- be uh, just time to adjust or? Uh... Yeah, I think it's time to adjust. Russell missed a lot of games last season. People forget about that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's one of the harder working guys in the league, but we haven't seen what he does with going to a new system. Maybe it refreshes him. Maybe it fires everybody up. But that, in, and honestly, they probably win five out of the eight divisions in the NFL, mm-hmm. let's be honest. But they're in a division it's with three so other good. teams that have been building continuity that have stability at the key positions for the last, you know, in, in the Chiefs case, six years, mm-hmm. the Chargers case, three, the Raiders case, three to four. Um, we saw how well Derek Carr handled the turmoil in uh, Las Vegas last year. Yeah. And um, they, any one of those four teams could win the, win the division and any one of the four teams could finish last. But my money is on the... Uh, my money is on the Broncos finishing last. We're, there's no question. And, and folks, we're, we're going to be going through this week by week, you know, to give you something exciting to talk about for the next uh, eight weeks before the, the, the regular season starts. Absolutely. Uh, I, I've, got, I've got, you know, just a little preview. I've got your team finishing last in that division. 
Oh, <laughs> shots fired. Look, I mean, they're probably going to have a winning record, but that is a tough division, and defensively, they are a step behind everyone else. But yeah, another show. We're, we're going to talk about the AFC West this year like we talked about the NFC West last year. I, I think we're probably... I think that's very, very astute of you. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in tonight. Um, please hit that subscribe button, especially on the YouTube channel. We could use all the help we could get there. Um, but yeah, we uh, thanks for tuning in. Have a great night, and we'll talk to you soon. Um.